No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that knowing Jeremiah's prophecy about the desolations of Jerusalem and the end of captivity in Babylon, Daniel makes confession and prays with fasting for God to forgive and restore his people. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Daniel chapter 9 on Simply the Bible. How effective is prayer, really? It depends on who is doing it and how it is done. In chapter 9, Daniel prays one of the most effective prayers in the Bible. It is certainly worthy of our study and our imitation. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. The year was 538 BC. Darius the Mede had just been made king over Babylonia by King Cyrus the Persian. After the Medo-Persian Empire had conquered Babylon, Daniel would have known of Jeremiah, for Jeremiah was a prophet in Jerusalem before Daniel and his three friends were captured by Nebuchadnezzar and brought to Babylon in 605 BC, while they were just teenagers. Jeremiah continued prophesying until the temple was destroyed in 586 BC, 48 years before the time of Daniel chapter 9. Somehow, the prophecies of Jeremiah had found their way to Daniel in Babylon, perhaps being carried there by the captives of Judah. Daniel was now about 85 years old, and he believed in the word of prophecy that God had said through Jeremiah that God would literally bring it to pass. As we are in the last days, we should also believe in the literal fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Concerning this, Peter wrote in 2 Peter 1.19, And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Now God has given us the light of his prophetic word to shine through these dark days and illuminate the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make request by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Now, Daniel could have been complacent. He could have figured that, well, God said he would bring this about in his time, so we'll just wait on that. Instead, Daniel realized that God fulfills his plans through human agency. Therefore, he set his face toward the Lord in prayer and supplications. Daniel believed in the power of prayer. He pulled out every tool in his arsenal to effectively connect with God, fasting so that he would not be diverted from God by food. Sackcloth. Daniel put this on instead of his ordinary garments, and it was usually made out of goat's hair. It demonstrated their willingness to suffer because of extreme need. And finally, ashes. These were placed on the forehead as a traditional sign of mourning. 
And I prayed to the Lord, my God, and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. Daniel knew whom he was addressing. Now, many people pray to someone out there whom they don't really know personally. But Daniel directed his prayer to Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews. When we pray, it is important that we know whom we are addressing. Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, holy is your name. Because he is our Father, we can come to him at any time and confidently ask him for what we need. Because he is Almighty God, we know that there is nothing impossible for him. Verse 5. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to the kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people of the land. Daniel made confession to the Lord, saying, We have sinned and committed iniquity. To confess means to agree with. Daniel was agreeing with God that they had disobeyed his commandments. The Apostle John wrote in his first epistle, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now that is a truly wonderful promise because of the blood of Jesus Christ, the payment for our sins has already been made at the cross. We just have to appropriate that by agreeing with God that what he has said about our sins is true Then God is willing to forgive us of whatever we have done and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed assurance. Now, it is interesting that Daniel is one of only a few people in Scripture where there is no record of his sin. We know that he did sin because he was human, and he includes himself in his confession, but we don't know what his sin was. But Daniel did not consider himself holier than his fellow Jews. He identified with them in their sins, and you will find that trait in the person whom God uses. Jesus told us to pray, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We all stand in need of God's mercy and forgiveness. O Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame of face as it is this day, to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, And all Israel, those near and those far off in all the countries to which you have driven them because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. Daniel did not blame God for their captivity in Babylon. God was righteous and true to his word. God said that if they had transgressed his laws, then this would happen. God would not be righteous if he did not bring about the judgment that he promised in his word. O Lord, to us belongs shame of face to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. Now, Daniel was contrite in spirit. He knew that they were spiritually bankrupt as a people. He could only claim shame of face for themselves. Have you ever felt so ashamed of your actions that you didn't even want to show your face? That's how Daniel felt. Now, Isaiah wrote, But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. 
There is great value in genuinely humbling ourselves and having a truly penitent heart. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness. Though we have rebelled against him, we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Daniel testified of the Lord's character. If we are going to be effective in our prayers, then we must know God's character. If we know that he is merciful, forgiving, and compassionate, then that enables us to pray in faith that we will have what we ask for. Even though they had rebelled, God had demonstrated his mercy and willingness to forgive by sending his servants and prophets to warn them, but they hadn't listened. Verse 11, yes, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. And he has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us a great disaster for under the whole heaven. Such has never been done as what has been done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. When God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, he entered into a covenant with them at Mount Sinai. If they would keep his covenant, Then they would be his special treasure above all nations, and he would bring them into the promised land and give it to them as their eternal possession. But if they broke his covenant, then God also promised to curse them. In Deuteronomy 28, God set out for them the blessings they would receive if they kept his commandments and the curses they would receive if they disobeyed. In Daniel's prayer, he said that God had only done what he promised through Moses that he would do. It is amazing that even after 70 years of captivity, the people still had not humbled themselves, turned from their sins, sought the Lord, and prayed. And yet God had said in 2 Chronicles 7.14 that if they would do that, then he would hear their prayer, forgive their sin, and heal their land. But the only prayer from the captives that we have on record is Daniel's. And yet, as we shall see, God would respond even to the prayer of one person. Therefore, the Lord has kept the disaster in mind and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all the works which he does, though we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and made yourself a name as it is this day, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. Daniel agreed that everything that had happened to them and all they had suffered as a people was their just due. Now on the day of judgment, God will be justified when he judges. Whatever judgment a person receives, he or she will know that it is absolutely right. We can count on God to be the righteous judge. O Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are a reproach to all those around us. Now, Daniel comes to the supplication part of his prayer. This is his plea. He earnestly prays that God would turn away his wrath from them and specifically 
from Jerusalem. Jerusalem was now a reproach to her neighbors, like someone whose front yard is an absolute mess. Jerusalem stood out among the surrounding nations as an eyesore and an example of a city that had been cursed by God. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications, and for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name, for we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. Daniel reaches a crescendo of desperation and urgency, like a hungry child demanding to be fed. As Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord, Daniel won't let go of God until the blessing comes. But also observe that Daniel prays that God would do it for his own sake, for his city, and for his people who are called by his name. It isn't ultimately about Daniel. It's about God and his glory. Have you ever really prayed like this? Have you ever really been this desperate for God to do something? Have you ever been so intent upon God's kingdom and glory that every other concern fades away? That is effective prayer that moves the hand of God. That is the need of the hour. Now next week, we will see the amazing way that God answers Daniel's prayer. You won't want to miss it. You've been listening to Simply the Bible the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. On Monday, we will look at Psalm 60, where David assumes that God has cast them off. Yet he trusts in the Lord to deliver them, for he is the highest rock. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching in God's Word on Simply the Bible.